0: Production.
1: In 2017, musician Lockie Doley did something most business owners would never do. He emailed his adoring fans to tell them in no uncertain terms that he was, and I quote, more broke than ever and seriously this close to giving up and finding a real job, end quote. Four years later, and he's about to embark on a global tour with Pink Floyd's Roger Waters. It's a not so dark side of the moon. Episode five hundred and seventy-eight of the twelve-year-old award-winning small business big marketing podcast.
0: we to a small business marketing show where successful small business owners share their souls to take your marketing.
1: And welcome back to your weekly dose of marketing melodies. I'm your host, Timbo Reed, and I have an insatiable curiosity for uncovering marketing strategies and ideas that help businesses just like yours to grow. You, so much more importantly, are a motivated business owner ready to crank out some great marketing to build that beautiful business of yours into the empire it absolutely deserves to be. And guess what? That is why. This podcast has existed for so long. You're in the right place. As per usual, team, there's marketing G O L D dripping from the ceiling over here at Small Business Big Marketing's HQ. So let's get stuck right in. Righto, guys, let's get stuck into today's interview. And it is a part of an ongoing Small Business Big Marketing story. So I won't bore you with the details. Suffice to say, that about seven or eight years ago, I received an email from a young fellow, Lockie Dolly, who said, hey, Timbo, I love your show. I listened to it in the tour bus and uh, it's really benefiting me. And I've gone ahead and written you a jingle and some music bed for you to use in future episodes. I have a listen to what he sent me. It's awesome. I don't know this bloke at this point in time, um, but what he sent me is awesome. And I use it to this day, you would have just heard it as the opening jingle to this episode. I ring Lockie, his number's at the bottom of the email. <clears throat> I say, Hey, thanks, brother. Love it. Uh, what can I do for you in return? He goes, <clears throat> You know, I thought oh, maybe I can get him some jingle work from fellow podcasters. Maybe I can, I don't know. I just want to help him out because he's helped me. He goes, That's fine, Timbo. Um, I'm Jimmy Barnes's keyboard player, and I just wanted to do you a favour. So I think that is awesome. So we establish a bit of a, a relationship, talk once a year, and subsequently had Lockie on my show a number of years ago, maybe three years ago, because he's a business person. In, in the first instance, Lockie is a business person, and he's having a crack. He's a musician for Jimmy Barnes. He's got his own Lockie Dolly experience band. He's got, you know, he's got vinyls, He's even the world's leading expert on the Hammond organ and has a course on that. He's got $1 membership programs. He's just having a crack like we all are. But then 7th of January 2017 comes an email, an email, mass email to his list. He's even a musician that's building a bloody list. He's got good things going. I am going to read you part of that email. Uh, It starts, the the subject line is, the honest truth about my career and family. I'm going to paraphrase some stuff, just highlighted some notes out of here. I'm not going to lie, says Lockie. I'm doing it tough at the moment. It's taking its toll on my family, myself, and my mental health. It's a long email, guys, so as he said, I'm just paraphrasing some key points. When you find yourself home after driving 12 hours straight from an incredible week playing five awesome shows to standing ovations, but you simply can't pay your mortgage... And feed the family that week. It's time to really think hard about whether this is all worth it in capital letters. Don't get me wrong. I know I've achieved so much and I know I'm a great product. Every day someone comments to me about how well I'm doing. This makes me feel good for a second. But because I know that it's totally not the case, it really brings me down further. I'm flat broke, actually broker than ever. I'm seriously this close to just giving up and finding a real job. Sorry for the depressing tone of this email, but it's just where I am at right now. That was in 2017. It is now 2021, and Lockie Doley has been given the job, the privilege, the excitement, I don't know what you call it, to be the keyboard player in Roger Waters' Pink Floyd tour that's coming up in January 2022. How the fuck did he do it? We're about to find out. Lockie Dolly, welcome back to the Small Business Big Marketing Podcast. Hey, Timbo. Oh,
0: what an intro. Wow. Whew. That was crazy.
1: Mate, how does that... I- I'm guessing you haven't read that email since January 2017. Any emotions uh, that come up?
0: Absolutely. Yeah, just hearing you say those words back to me again after all this time, it's like it just takes me back to that place that I was... I felt... I guess that desperate that I could, I could write an email like that to my supporters. But also it's amazing, you know, that I I felt comfortable enough with my supporters that I could write something like that honest, that brutally honest. Yeah. And it turned out it was one of the, one of the best things I could have done really. and, And I think it did nothing but bring me closer to all those people. and Yeah, well, and, uh, it was
1: brave. And we talked about that in the last interview and I'm going to put a, a link in the show notes to that interview because it's actually worth listening to first. Um, Smallbusinessbigmarketing.com forward slash 579. You'll find a link to that interview. Lockie, incredible, mate. This is talk about Phoenix <laughs> rising from the ashes. Now, we are here for you to explain how you become the keyboard player for the Roger Waters-Pink Floyd tour next year. However, <laughs> in order for that to make sense to people who might not give a flying you-know-what about Pink Floyd <laughs> or Roger Waters, just describe the scale of what you're about to embark on. The size oh. of the tour, the duration, the stage, the calibre of your fellow <laughs> band members. Go for gold, mate, and don't be humble, Lockie. Uh,
0: well, it's basically as big as it's ever going to get, really. It's the biggest kind of production and touring that there is you know around the world at the moment I cannot even fathom it at the moment I'm still not even taking it in it's so ridiculous but you know it's like every kind of rock and roll cliche you can think of it's you know it's jets it's stadiums it's a entourage it's it's you know it's probably a lot healthier and cleaner cleaner than what uh some of those cliches but um but all the all the big stuff is it's all of that and uh yeah. I don't even know what it's going to be like. I, I love the even... fact that it hasn't sunk in, brother. This is wonderful. Yeah.
1: And, and how far away? We're only months away, aren't we? When, when do you head over to wherever you're heading over <laughs> no, to? I'm
0: oh, still a while yet. So June. June 2022. I'm going to
1: help you um, describe the scale of what you were to embark on because when Roger Waters toured, mm, I'm going to say four years ago uh, around Australia, uh, yep. the, the Us and Them Tour, So I went along to one of his gigs in Melbourne at the Rod Laver Arena and it completely – and I love live music, man. I love live music. This completely blew my mind. The stage – Show the screen. Never seen such a big screen at the back. The production quality of everything, but what completely blew my mind is the and being a bit of an audiophile is the quality of the sound. And I think it's going to blow your mind too. Um, all I know, and I don't have the terminology for it, it was completely surround sound. You yep. know, the the, the wall. Uh, one one of the songs on the wall has a plane. Crashing through into the stadium, I was with a mate. Yeah, the chopper, (laughs) and I was with a mate, and he he wasn't a Pink Floyd fan, and he's looking around, going, "Mate, mate, there's something happening. There's something crashing in." The the quality of the sound. (laughs) He's looking around. He's kind of, "Where's that coming from?" It's like complete surround sound. I mean, it it is an absolute treat for any musician to be a
0: part of this, right? Oh,
1: absolutely, yeah.
0: I didn't see the Us and Them tour, but I saw the uh, the Wall. I think it was maybe about seven years ago or something when he when he redid the the wall i've never ever witnessed such production and such a show and the technology incorporated with all the amazing classic tunes and then the sound quality and flying pigs and It was, yeah, yeah. The the, the Melbourne show was so good. I actually bought tickets to the Adelaide show the next night and
1: drove to Adelaide and made it within half an hour of the show starting with a mate. So, mate, I'm excited. So, listen, listen, you you hit rock bottom. You send that email out. You get the job with Roger Waters and here we go. (laughs) Uh, Just let's break it down because this is now a business discussion. As much as this is incredible and it's bucket list stuff for you and, you know, you might have peaked... Who knows? Who knows? That's okay. (laughs) Haven't done it yet.
0: (laughs) Haven't done it yet. How how did it happen, brother? How did you get this gig? Well, I think it's just a culmination of everything I've done over the last 10 years, you know? And it doesn't hurt that I've been listening to your program for almost as long as that as well. Can we attribute
1: this podcast to the fact that you're playing with Roger Waters, do you think?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'll just have to um, get out my checkbook if anyone <laughs> still uses those things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When did the first? Uh, when did you get the first
1: inkling that something was
0: something was happening? It wasn't an inkling at all. It was just a cold phone call, like out of the blue, out of absolutely nowhere. I get a phone call in early you know, January twenty twenty, and it's like, "Oh, hello. My name's such and such. I'm uh, Roger's manager, uh, Roger Waters' manager, and uh, I was just wondering if." Uh, he wanted to talk to you about possibly doing uh, joining him on the next tour. And I'm like, what? You can't be serious. And then, yeah, sure enough, I was like, of course, I-, I would love to. And then, yeah, 10, min- 10 minutes later, he gives me a call. Roger does. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, Lockie, this is ridiculous. First of all, m- his manager, is there at any point are you going, hang on, I'm being punked here? This is a prank call. One of my mates knows I love Pink Floyd and he's setting me up. Did you not think like that and say, hey, listen – Give me your name. I'm going to check you out and call you back. Or
0: <laughs> I did in between. I definitely did in between. I, I, I looked him up and just sort of sussed out what was going on. And um, I was like, "Oh yeah, this is this this could be for real." But I didn't obviously didn't say on the phone. Oh you're kidding me, aren't you? What a load of rubbish. I would have. Because <laughs> <laughs> he definitely sounded. He sounded like he knew what he was talking about. Um, that's for sure. But um, yeah, ten minutes later, Roger calls me up. And he just starts talking, he just starts, basically starts talking to me about how um, he's in need of a new organ player for his band. His other player had to leave. And um, he spent the whole night watching videos of organ players and came across videos of myself at various festivals and various songs that I'd done. And he even went as far to, because he made some comments about, like, me growing up in Adelaide. So he even found some videos of me talking about where I grew up and how I grew up and, and my background and and made reference to particular songs of mine that he'd seen. And I was just, I couldn't believe it. You know, he'd taken all this time to, to sort of delve into all these, I mean, I've got hundreds of videos online, and um, basically see if, you know, I've got the goods to do the job and whether, you know, I've got the skills and, uh, and I guess also seeing the videos of me talking, you can get some idea of what I'm like as a person as well. And yeah, it was amazing. It was just, just, just the thought of him sitting there watching my videos is crazy. <laughs> How long the phone call go for? Probably about half an hour. At the end, like was there a,
1: was there an ask? It was like, okay, so Lockie, are you in, or was it like, um, this is what I'm proposing?
0: Do you want to go away and think about it? <laughs> it wasn't quite that easy. No, he um, he said he said, uh, all right, look, great. I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll um, I've got a bunch of songs that uh, you know, some some classics and some new ones that I want you to play on. We'll try and organise a time that you can get into a studio, and he'll be there remote on Skype. And basically, he'll, he'll direct me to record on, on some of his tunes, some of the older ones, some of the new ones, and uh, and we we did that twice. Yeah, and it was amazing just to have him that like there on the screen, kind of directing me, you know, saying, "Oh yeah, that's great. How about this? Can you do this sort of thing?" I think he was really putting me through my. Um, paces really you know just making sure that I could follow his direction and and you know I could do whatever he asked me to do and and whether I was getting you know overwhelmed by it or whatever or so basically at the end of that it went for the second one went for hours and I was there till um, dawn in the morning at 301 studios in Sydney with him on the other end (laughs) yeah and then at the end of that he goes yep great Uh, fantastic let's do this and I was like amazing and then basically the next day. We get the call. That's great. You're in the band, but the tour is cancelled. COVID. <laughs> yeah. So that was meant to be the end of 2020, but luckily it's still going ahead. But next year,
1: <laughs> uh, there's so much in there, brother. Um, first of all, uh, w- the emotion of when he said at the end of the at end, at the end of that session at studio in the studio in Sydney. It's early morning, and he says, "You're in." Did you cry? Did you go? Yeah, I thought I'd, I thought that'd be the case. Thanks, Rog. I'll. Uh... <laughs> I'll go away and think about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. I, um, I bet you were I, comfortably numb. I was. Oh, man, I was, I was probably pretty pretty uncomfortable in a way. It was just so shocking. It was like, it still is, you know, it's been so long. And, and I think the, and the weight of the postponement as well has been just sort of this underlying kind of anxiousness going on, you know, the whole time you know, in, in, in lieu of it sort of being postponed and, and now it's creeping up and now I'm getting super excited.
1: You've been prolific, Lockie, in your content creation. Now, albeit you do something that begs content, yeah, being a, being a musician, being an artist, being out in front of live audiences yep. and all that, it begs content. So there'll be some business owners listening who are going, oh yeah, but he's got he's got a you know a, a startup. But not really. I mean, we can all create content. Was there ever a point when you're just posting these videos and doing this stuff on Insta and Facebook and just going, man, <laughs> well clearly, Matt, you they went through a phase where it isn't worth it. But hey, look, all these hundreds of videos now, magic happens.
0: Yeah, I've been putting content out as much as I humanly can, physically can for, for the last 10 years and always trying to make the most of every opportunity whether I'm playing on a you know a big stage I'll always try to go to that extra effort to film it and record it because you just never know could be a magic show you know and there's always a lot of work involved you know editing it and mixing it and and putting it together but you know if you can just keep that sort of flow going and of great performances and um you know little snippets of exciting moments and things like that just try to keep that ball rolling and you know, sometimes some of the videos will really take off in that sort of a uh, music-loving community and sometimes they just won't, but it, that doesn't mean that they're not reaching some important people. You just you just don't know who's going to be watching what or who's going to or who's going to share a video to who recommend something. And I think in regards to Roger, I was just really lucky that you know, he didn't search out my videos say five years ago or or even longer because there wasn't really that much there. But I think the fact that he could go through and find everything that he sort of needed from me to at least make a decision to reach out, I mean, that's just worth the whole thing. Like, regardless of all the, all, you know, all, all the my career and, and my own project, even just that by itself makes that whole last 10 years worth it. Um, what, what does yeah. it do
1: for, I mean, again business owner hat on, you have a business called the Locky Dolly Experience. That is your band, right? And that's <laughs> your primary source of income and fun and revenue and all, and all things music. You are actually being asked to put your business aside in a sense to now <laughs> focus on, to, to now go and work for someone else, right? And it'd be like any business owner who's been given an opportunity to go and work inside a company and having to put their business aside. Is that how you see it?
0: No, it's not how I see it at all. <laughs> I guess it could be seen that way. But it all ties into the same thing. It's all the same business for me. Whether I'm playing for Jimmy Barnes or whether I'm playing for Powderfinger or whether I'm doing my shows as well, you know. I am still, I love I love both of them equally, you know. I love being able to be the guy at the front of the stage with all the responsibility and all the power and all the, all the glory, I suppose. And then I also love being the guy who's just Uh, in a way just told what to do and to do your part as best as humanly possible as you can. And, uh, you know, I love both, I love both parts of it. And I think I'm really lucky that I've got that uh, because each one can get tiring. Sometimes when you, if you're working for one person for too long, you can get fatigued doing that. And then it's great because then that tour stops and then I can focus on the Locky Dolly group and get really excited about that. You know, and, and and I'm all refreshed to do that. And then once that sort of gets, potentially gets a little overwhelming, I can I can then do a tour for someone else. And I, so I think I'm really lucky that I, I can do that. And the other thing is they both help each other, you know, playing with Roger or playing with Jimmy. You know, it's the people that you meet, you know, the, the other fans that you can potentially, the, the fanatical fans of, say, um, Roger and and Jimmy you know they they discover you and and they're the kind of people that want to look and find out what this person's all about and then and, and go into your music and so it's it's all kind of part of the same thing it's just little different aspects and I I love I love both of them. Just as much.
1: <laughs> you've, you've been awesome with your fans too, Lockie, in the sense that, A, providing great content for them, but also, you know, engaging with them and responding to them. And I hear a lot of business owners go, oh, I can't, you know, I can't put my head above the trench. I can't get a podcast or a YouTube channel or I, I can't get on social media because I'll be inundated you won't be inundated. I mean, if someone's going to be inundated, it's going to be someone like you doing what you're doing. And it's like, I think business owners need to get over that and say, hey, listen, we do need to stick our head above the trench because we have modest budgets and we do need to get noticed. and We do need a point of difference and, and, and you've done that. The, the tour, buddy, are you able to take your family? Uh, how long are you going for? Are you going to North America and Europe? What's, the, what's, the, what's that look like?
0: So uh, for, for the Roger tour, it's just North America but it is for four months. So yeah, the plan is to bring the family over at some point. Um, My wife, Gem, she's a psychologist, so she works full-time and Dash is obviously at school. So um, it's gonna be tricky to work it out, but one of the amazing things about playing for Roger is it is like a, it's a pay increase, yeah. And, and it um, just remind
1: me. I mean, you told me the other day what it was. It just remind me how much. It did.
0: <laughs> I think it was about sixty million or something like that.
1: <laughs> Good, okay. So now we've narrowed it down to somewhere between nothing, uh, you know, you doing it for the love of it, and sixty million. So that's awesome. Well, yeah, big pay increase. So you know, and with that comes pressure. What, what do you um, just out? And I know you are not going to tell us, but I am interested to know how it how it works. I know you are not going to tell us the amount. Is it a salary? Is that what it is? That, is essentially, you know, you it's a you're a salaried employee
0: of Roger Waters. Uh, this time it's a little bit different. Uh, every employer sort of does it a bit differently. Um, some do it as a, a weekly wage or a, um, a retainer. Uh, with Roger, it's just I think he he's just itemising it. So it's you know you get a certain amount per gig and a certain amount per day away and and that kind of thing. But uh, yeah, luckily enough, I think I think the the plan is hopefully to um, be able to get a a nanny back here. How
1: do you, how do you prepare? So if, have you, you're speaking to Roger each month. The, is there a band member meetings every week? How do you prepare for something like this? You know, there's the stage to consider. There's the song list to consider. There is you getting your head around the music. So much to consider.
0: Yeah, well, at the moment I, I haven't got heaps of information on the, the set list, so I've just been going through all the old old performances, the old DVD of Us and Them and just making sure I, I'm over as much of it as I can and and listening to uh, the older records just in case there's any, I suppose, any sort of odd ones that might sort of pop up. Just trying to do as much as I can to make it as easy for myself when um, when I get in there and and just, you know, I'm, I'm determined to do the absolute best Best job I've ever done in my entire life. Do you have a
1: heap, is it weeks of rehearsals in the lead up with, you know, at some sound stage somewhere?
0: Yeah, so we fly over in June and then there's, um, I think it's two weeks of rehearsals, just band rehearsals, and then another two weeks of production, full production rehearsals. So in the round, it's, it's like, yeah, so it's like, um, we're playing in the middle of the stadiums this time. So it's so I'm, I don't I don't know what it's going to look like, but it, it's going to be incredible, you know. Well, it's called cool. This style. Is Not A
1: Drill. Um, I know he's doing 12 Pink Floyd songs and then a whole lot of his stuff. Roger Waters is a very political character. Uh, yes. Very, very outspoken about a number of issues. Can be a bit of an angry ant at some times, you know. He, he, I don't think he <laughs> tolerates fools. I would be guessing no. he would be a fairly impatient fellow. Do you feel like you need to buy into any of that? Do you stay away from it? Do you
0: nod your head when he goes, oh, you
1: know, what's happening here is terrible?
0: Yeah, yeah. Look, I, I don't know. Um, you know, as far as the political side of things, you know, if I tend to leave that off my um, my kind of socials and, and, and my brand, as you might say. But obviously that stuff's going to come up and... and uh, I think it's just probably important for me to to understand where he's coming from and all that sort of... And, you know, I do plan to broaden my knowledge of, of those sort of things as well because I think that's important, to have some common ground on, on those things. Um, What's your favourite Pink Floyd song? Oh, gee. My favourite album is definitely Dark Side of the Moon, just sonically. I mean, every track sounds amazing in and the... And the the experimentation and the and the the wizardry of, of the studio and just the the sonic pleasure that that album gives is is amazing hard to put my finger on it i do love the um i do love great gig in the sky i got to say oh it's incredible if...
1: the vocals on that are mind blowing oh, absolutely amazing.
0: mind-blowing. it really is wild and, and beautiful chords that rick plays on the piano and yeah
1: i, I have a book <laughs> it's it's pride of place on my on my bookshelf in my study is um Every Pink Floyd song explained, the story behind every single Pink Floyd song ever written. You got that book? I haven't, no. Oh, man, it's really worth getting. Well, Lockie Dolly, it's awesome, brother. I'm just so excited for you, <laughs> and, um, you know, I think I'm living vicariously through you, so... Uh... Yeah, are you going to come along? Are you going <laughs> to... <laughs> oh, look, mate, I'm pretty busy.
0: Um... Come on. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> I'm I sure like, they could find room on the jet.
1: <laughs> yeah, man, I, I tell you what, uh, if it wasn't for COVID and maybe by then it'll all be sorted out anyway, who knows where the world will be in June 2022, but uh, is, do you think it'll come to Australia? Do you have any inkling as to whether it'll come here?
0: I have no idea, no, there's. Uh, I haven't heard word of, it, of anything other than this current tour, but... Um, it's very possible, considering he, most of the tours end up going worldwide. But uh, I guess we'll see.
1: <laughs> Lockie, well done, brother. L A C H Y D O L E Y L-A-C-H-Y-D-O-L-E-Y.com is where you'll find everything about him. SmallbusinessBigMarketing.com forward slash 579. I'll put a link to our past interview. Mate, well done. I, I just think it, I just think it's just such a lovely, lovely rags to riches
0: story. And it has only just begun. <laughs> oh, thanks so much, Tim. pleasure being on again, as always. There's probably a bit more businessy stuff in the uh, previous podcast, but it's a good, oh, it's a good follow-up, that's for sure. I think the smart
1: <laughs> listener will see the business insights and the business lessons here, it's all about having a crack and sticking your head down and not looking at the scoreboard and letting you work. What do they say? The best marketing is a great product, you know, and, and you yeah. are a great example <laughs> of that. So um, I'm getting a bit teary now, mate, so just let's, let's say goodbye. Oh,
0: wish you were Lord. here. <laughs> oh, so good to see <laughs> Thanks you, <logging>. Tim. <laughs> awesome, see you, mate.
1: Thank you. Well, there you go, team. Once broke now slightly wealthy muso, Lockie Dolly. Hey, is it just me or would you also love to know how much he's getting paid per gig? Wouldn't you just love to know that? I think it's going to be a lot more than he's ever earned playing for Barnsley or himself or any other musician. Such a great story. Sorry I fanboyed my way through that interview and especially sorry if you aren't a Pink Floyd fan, but jeez, there are some big business lessons in there for us all. You can head over to smallbusinessbigmarketing.com forward slash 578, where you'll find the link to my first interview with Lockie, worth a listen, and a copy of that email he sent in 2017, along with a link to Roger's tour. (laughs) Notice I call him Roger, Roger Waters Tour. Let's be respectful. Now, here's my top three attention grabbers from that chat with Lockie. Attention grabber number one, I love how he stuck it out. Music is Lockie's gift to the world, and he knows that. He would have lasted five minutes in a job. I should have asked him what job he would actually would have gone for if he gave up music, but uh, it's his gift, and I'm so glad he didn't give up, and I bet he is too. Attention grabber number two, I love Lockie's humbleness. I've spoken to business owners a lot less successful than Lockie, who are a lot more egotistical. I honestly believe Lockie's ability to keep his ego in check is a rather large contributor to his current success. And attention grabber, number three, I love how Lockie has created multiple revenue streams to get him through the tough times. We talked about this in my first chat with him, but hey, he's a musician, he's an artist, but he's a business guy at the same time. And those multiple revenue streams, besides gigging and creating albums, have got him through these tough times. It's really impressive stuff. That's what grabbed my attention. I would love to know what grabbed yours. Head over to smallbusinessbigmarketing.com forward slash 578. Leave a comment in the show notes. Even better, give us a buzz. 0480 Let me know your thoughts on that chat with Lockie. Maybe you've got a marketing idea that's working its pants off for your business. I'd love to hear about that. Maybe you've got a marketing question. I am here ready to hear what you have got to tell me. And I may well play it on an upcoming episode, 0480 Next episode, you and I catch up with another muso, Texas-based Stephanie Scheller. Stephanie owns a marketing agency that teaches clients the not-so-subtle art of disruption. And guess how she does it? <laughs> with a violin, of course. Yeah, with a squeaky little violin called honey. <laughs> More on that next week. If you'd love to know how and why to create some helpful marketing, then grab a copy of my book, The Boomerang Effect, over at smallbusinessbigmarketing.com. I'd love to hear what marketing is working for you, so give the Small Business Big Marketing hotline a buzz on that number shared previously. And if you are loving the podcast, and I reckon you are if you got this far, then you'll find 577 more episodes on your favourite podcast app. As has been the case for the past 12 years, this podcast was fronted by me timbo reed the music written and recorded by you know who and producer romy Sher has the pleasure of making sense of it all for your listening pleasure until next time thank you so much for tuning in may your marketing be the best marketing bye for now